Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. Now, what I have here on the stage, I call them Christian legends. And, uh, and the audience in Boardman and Warren is filled with Christian legends. These are people that have pursued God and continued to pursue them, him their whole life. They happen to do it here at Believers, but there are legends all over the, the world that just have made a decision, I'm going to follow the Lord. And I am excited to be on stage with them. And I'm excited to spend this time with them because uh, they're going to say some things that are going to bless us, change us forever. You know, in the book of Revelations, chapter 12, verse 11, it says that we, the saints, overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb. So when you accepted Jesus, that blood cleanses you and and then by the word of our testimony. And so we're going to hear some really powerful testimonies. And I was thinking about today, and if I were to capsulize it, I would say, we're going to hear about the faithfulness of God. And there's many of you, a lot, tons of you, that could, you could just as well be up here. But we picked these guys. They've been with us for decades. And uh, I am excited about uh, what we're going to hear and what they're going to share today. And... Uh, I want to begin by just having them introduce themselves and, and tell you what they, they do or have done here at Believer's Church. And I'm going to begin with Pastor Bill over here on my left, and he's part of our Warren campus. He's uh, one of our pastors here. And uh, so in Boardman, in Warren, and online, can we give it up for Pastor Bill, and we'll have him introduce himself. Hi, everybody. Some of you know me. Some of you see me. Some of you don't. Um, been an honor to be here, and I'm part of the pastoral staff here, do connect groups, do pastoral care, um, counseling, coaching, having some fun with that. I started visiting, uh, I was part of a church up in Cortland, but I started visiting believers over on the west side of McGuffey in 85 when they had special meetings, special ministers in. Started coming there, um, and actually your brother Tony and Pastor Allen reached out to me because they were doing a music event and they needed congas and they heard that I had congas. <laughs> so they came to the house and yeah, you can borrow my congas. And then I became aware of, but I actually heard Pastor Joe teach at Christian Assembly before he went to Rama uh, and knew of that gifting back then. And then I started to, uh, after service, I would play on drums during the altar ministry time and then um, started passing out teaching sheets the Tuesday night intercessory prayer. Yeah, and came on staff at 87. Faith Hall. Faith, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, and can we give it up for Faith? She's here at the Warren campus. Good morning. Um, I began at Believer's Church in July of 1992. Actually, it was a 4th of July picnic, and I'll never forget it, because they were asking for volunteers, and I knew I just wanted to jump in because of everything that I saw that was going on just in a matter of weeks here. Um, from that, I went to Evangelism Explosion, which was a weekend time when we would go out door to door and minister and pray for people that weren't necessarily churchgoers. And after that ministry, I joined the um, BC Choir and Worship Team, along with the Altar Prayer Team, and of course, Children's Church. You got to do Children's Church if you have kids at BC. <laughs> yeah, and now you're on the worship team. And this couple, Bob and Janie Morris, they've been with us almost from day one, uh, you came in December of 83. They're from the Boardman campus, but they drove here before we launched Boardman from Canfield 
They drove here for decades and decades, and now they're part of the Borman campus. So in Borman, man, you need to give it up extra loud. And can we give it up here for Bob and Janie? Thanks, Pastor Joe. Uh, it's a thrill to be back here. Uh, and like uh, Pastor Joe said, we started coming in 1983. And I was pregnant with our daughter, Janine. A lot of you have known Janine. Um, and so she's grown up in this church. And uh, yeah, it was December. We drove up in the probably snow and just felt like we had found home. And we got connected right away. And like Faith said, when you have kids, uh, we worked uh, infants and toddlers. And then we ended up, we called it super kids at the time. Really enjoyed that. There was ladies fellowship I enjoyed uh, being on the decorating committee. That was fun outreach to women. Um, and then uh, different ministries. We were up on prayer team together, which was an honor. And also I loved uh, interpreting for um, the hearing impaired and deaf for the worship. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I loved working with Janie in Children's Church. And together we worked there up here. Together we worked in Children's Church for over 25 years. And after that, we just felt like we should get involved elsewhere. There were a number of people in Children's Church that were doing the mission trips. So I told Janie, that's what I want to do right there. Uh, so all together, we, we did five mission trips, uh, Colombia twice, Zimbabwe, the Dominican, Southern Mexico and Guatemala. And uh, it's just, it's an awesome way of serving God and, uh, and practicing listening to the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen. So I, we, we asked them to think about some of their funniest moments and we had two of them come up with funny moments. So Jan, Janie, I'll let you go first. Yeah, this was way back at the McGuffey School uh, and uh, Christmas Eve, or no, New Year's, New Year's Eve, yeah. uh, we had uh, a fun service, and uh, it was a talent show. And so many people went up with different talents. And I can remember this day, I, I can start laughing right now thinking of it, but Pastor Joe and Gina went up on stage, and they kind of uh, acted out their first date. And so they went to a restaurant. And so it was really cute, but the fun part was they talked to each other very cordially, but uh, in the background, they had recorded what they were really thinking about each other. And it was a hoot. She ordered a salad, and he was like, is that all you're going to eat? And uh, he had a big steak, and she said, that's enough for five people. So, you know, it was hysterical from uh, top to bottom, and we really got to know our pastors a little bit. We really had fun back then. That was fun. PB, you had a funny moment, too. Yeah, so... Since we were here, we bought this building in 87. And so I don't know what year it was, but we did a New Year's Eve thing with all the staff. And so the whole theme was, what would the staff people be doing if they hadn't gotten saved? So my wife, all her side of the family is law enforcement and ex-military. So my wife was a cop. And Pastor Joe was a big mafia leader. Funny memory. Yeah, it, that was good. Now we're going to get a little more serious. Um, and the question is, uh, how has your life been impacted as you served at Believers and gave out in faith? We're going to begin this one with you. I have to really say that living for Christ Jesus is my priority, and being a member of Believers has allowed me to live out that commitment in Christ. 
Um, I believe that we have to be abiding in the vine, just hanging on the vine. <laughs> and um, they have so many opportunities to be a part, to serve. And it's really given me the chance to demonstrate my love for Christ just by being his hands and his feet, by serving the members of the body of Christ here. Amen. Janie? <laughs> oh, no, Bob. It was Bob. I'm sorry. <laughs> I messed up. <laughs> I don't know how we knew, but we knew that we should be involved in the church. Um, and early on, as Janie said, in, in the nursery and toddlers and children's church, all over the church, we wanted to be involved. Uh, we didn't realize that what was going on was that God was adding something to our hearts while we were serving in the church. Uh, and later on, there's a scripture that came to me 1 Timothy 3.13, that says, He who serves in the office of a deacon well purchases to himself a good reputation and great faith, which is in the Lord Jesus Christ. So those who are involved serving in the church, something's going on in your heart. Uh, you'll, you'll realize that over the years that God's doing a work. Yeah, that's good. And... Bob also was one of our first board members. He served on our board and gave incredible leadership in those days. Thank you. And it's fun. It's fun to serve because uh, you really make family that way. You uh, get to know brothers and sisters in Christ. You go through life together. I think it's really important. But uh, also, God's given all of us gifts and abilities and talents. And this is one way to come forth and use those for his glory. And that's what they're there for. Uh, Ephesians 2.10 said that we are created in Christ Jesus um, to do good works that he ordained from long ago. So there's, some, there's a purpose that God's called us for, and there's giftings he's put in there, and he wants you to use them for the kingdom. So there's nothing more fun. Yeah, and you guys, that, I really believe that kept you guys following Jesus, too, just serving. PB. So um, traveling with music, uh, 75 to 77, I got saved in 76. I'm out in Anaheim, California in February of 77 and went in the back room after I dedicated my life at a meeting and they, I got filled with the Holy Spirit and then that's when I knew I was called to the ministry of the Word, had to come off the road, came home, work in the oil field, part of a church up in Cortland. Holy Spirit released me from that church and then my wife and I came to Believers. We're just attending and joined service, and it was March 29th, 7.15 p.m., 87. George Moss was going to minister that night. I'm just worshiping God, and all of a sudden, I felt the Holy Spirit plug me in to the burden and the care of this people. And at that moment, I knew I was connected to be here and to serve here. And nothing to manifest yet, but then it began to manifest into leadership capacity. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and by the way, next week, if you come at the party, um, we have some pictures of PB in the secular band that he was playing in that he just mentioned. They are fun. You will enjoy them. <laughs> and so next we want to talk about how has the local church impacted you? How has it ministered to you? And Bob, I'm going to start with you on that one, just being part of a local church. Well, we came to realize that uh, Pastor Joe's teaching was building a foundation in us, and we didn't know at the time how important that foundation was going to be. Uh, along 1990, our third son was born, Mark, and he was a wonderful little guy, uh, but about 10 months old, he started having seizures, and 
He developed normally, and every couple of weeks he'd have a seizure. Uh, about the time that he was four years old, he started having a lot of seizures, and medication was not controlling it. Uh, within a, cap a couple months, Mark lost his speech and all function. And so Mark is now 33. Uh, in fact, he's back in the room in Pathways, and we're so thankful for that. But what Pastor Joe was building in our heart was a sure foundation. You know, Jesus gave the parable. He's been talking about the parables. How important that foundation is because our house was not wrecked. Our house was not destroyed. We survived. And it, it was because of the teaching that was being done here. And, you, and so that, yeah. that's how it impacted us. And you've us. done it gracefully and with the help of God. It's been amazing to watch you guys. Janie, how about yourself? Yeah, uh, Bob, you said it so well. Um, I don't know that we could have survived through what we went through without that firm foundation that we really received here at Believers. And uh, it, was, it was rough. It was really rough. But um, we hid that word away in our heart, and we continued to move forward and serve. I think it's really important, even when you're having a difficult time, to continue serving um, and I'm, I'm just so thankful. Also, the corporate worship, that is when I heard from the Holy Spirit every single time, that yes. beautiful worship. He spoke to me so clearly during that time. Yeah, Real thankful for that. Thank you. That's awesome. Faith? I would have to say um, being a part of Believers also has been the teaching of Pastor Joe. Um, when I came here, I came to the realization that the person of Jesus needs to be connected to the principles of Jesus. Um, I came up when it was the, the faith movement, yeah. and you would pray in tongues for everything, but how many know if you use your house key for your car, you can pray in tongues all you want. The car ain't going to start. Yeah. <laughs> so connecting the right thing to the principle and the person of Jesus had helped me go through a, a very hard time in my life. I had to have a, um, a surgery. I had a health issue that held on for a whole year, and um, I was hearing things from the outside, people from the faith movement, well, God can heal you, but I had to have surgery for my healing. And um, no one had con condemned me here at Believers. I didn't feel like my faith wasn't right. I was doing something wrong because I had to go by way of the knife is what I call it. And the body of Christ just surrounded me in love. Um, I got phone calls from people that I didn't even know. The Women's Fellowship came to my house, provided meals for me and my children for two weeks. And the whole six weeks that I was off, the body of Christ took care of my needs without me asking. So um, I just give glory to God, and I can truly say that this has been my family. Jesus said, he who does the will of my father is my mother and my brother and my sister. So I bless God for all of my body, my brothers and sisters here at Believers Church. That's powerful. My friend says, you preach and I'll turn the pages. <laughs> Good stuff. So, you know, just the amazing thing that happens, you guys have all had this uh, you come to church, and the word goes forth, and it's like you're the only person in the room. And that word is just keying right into you. And that's been such an amazing thing that's happened over and over again. Uh, my wife, years ago, was diagnosed with stage 3 cancer, and they wanted to do surgery. Would have meant no kids. She made a decision. She's going to get on the word. She's going to just get a hold of God. Holy Spirit spoke to her and said, Daughter, your faith has made you whole. And then he told her to honor your father and your mother, take time to get before me and listen. 
and she worked the word and she stayed in there and then uh, got pregnant with our first child, Monica. Then they did PET scan and determined she had a clean bill of health. And so we rejoice in that. And it was just the word that sustained. It was a life of God that sustained. And so it's just, you all would, you know, could share all the stories of how you've been impacted by being a part. Yeah, and it's interesting you two are next to each other because God worked in both your lives, yes. two different ways. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's a great story. You know, in, in our everyday families, we have conflict. In church families, we have conflict because we're human beings. And we thought we'd have you talk a little bit, each of you share a little bit. And Janie, I'll start with you on, sure. on this subject of conflict in a family. And Yeah. Well, we are a family, but I like believers. Um, what they say is no perfect people allowed. So we're all imperfect. So we have lots of opportunity to offend and to be offended. Um, and you can handle this with the Lord's help. Um, instead of uh, going to other people and talking about or whatever, it's good to go to the person if they've offended you. But also, I think the important thing is prayer. Uh, if someone has offended you or something has come about, take it to the Lord first. He told us that if we don't forgive others, then we won't be forgiven. So I think it's really important. And uh, if you're holding a grudge against someone, that doesn't allow your sins to be forgiven and you to walk in forgiveness. So um, immediately take it to the Lord. It's hard, but I know when I start, that person's name comes up to me, um, I just start praying for them. Eventually, your heart changes towards them. Then that changes everything. Changes everything. Yeah, very good. And how about you, Faith? What did I do to you? I would have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, the first thing I think of when conflict comes is that it's not personal, it's spiritual. The Bible tells us in Ephesians that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, rulers of darkness, and high places. And having the mind of Christ when conflict comes first causes me to examine myself. The word of God is a mirror. I look in the mirror, make sure there's no lint in my head, meat in my teeth, <laughs> before I confront anybody about anything. <laughs> and so after that, I have to humbly accept the fact that I might be the problem. And if I am, then I have to accept that with humility, accept correction from my leaders, accept correction from my brothers and sisters, which is a humbling thing. And afterwards, after I accept correction, I have to repent. I need to change my mind. I need to change my way of thinking. I need to change my way of doing things. And I get a great chance of doing this, having two sons and a daughter <laughs> and a husband. <laughs> and so after accepting the correction, I want to make sure that I'm not a stumbling block in the lives of others. So at the end of the day, it's like, Lord, if I can't be a blessing, I don't want to be a hindrance. If I can't be used in the hand of God, I don't want to be used at all. Very, very, very good. PB? So you might not remember this, but in the old sanctuary, you taught a series on Wednesday night called Becoming a People Magnet. And it was about the fruit of the Spirit. I remember that series. And then, you know, when you have conflict uh, and in the body, just like in your family, you have the opportunity to pout, take it personal, and go off and be set off, which is what the devil would like. Or you can allow the Holy Spirit to really begin to work the fruit of the Spirit in you during those times of love, joy, peace, long-suffering. And then, you know, when you're in a leadership position, you'll have these opportunities when there's conflict to learn about and ex uh, exercise honor and exercise submission 
we always teach, you know, there's walking in unity, there's walking in agreement, and then submission starts when you're called upon to do something that you don't agree with. And that's when you get the opportunity to learn these things when you're in a conflict setting. If everything's peaceable, you're not getting that opportunity to walk in those things that the Holy Spirit wants to grow you in. Very good. And, and Bob? I have had times in my walk with the Lord where uh, I knew I did something wrong, and I went to him, got alone, went to him, and just laid it all out. And so many times he's responded to me, love is not easily offended. In other words, Jesus is not easily offended. And so I've had that that's played in my head and played in my heart. And if somebody does something that they do does offend me, I hear it over and over again. Love is not easily offended. Yeah, very good. Now, Bob, you can keep the mic because I have you up next. But here's what we're going to talk about. Are there any uh, especially meaningful moments here at BC that stand out over the years? And you and Janie had two moments. So I'll, I'll let you go first. Yeah, right about the time that Mark was losing all his functions, uh, I was out of my mind. I just didn't know what to do. I was walking into walls. Uh, we had a men's retreat, and Pastor George Moss was there, and he didn't know what was going on in our lives, but he pulled me aside, and he said, God want, wants you to know that he will uphold you by the strength of his right arm. And no matter what you're going through, I will lift you up, and I will help you through it. And that's really not what I wanted to hear at the time. I wanted to hear your son will be healed, um, and I just... Okay, thank you. But since then, it was probably 25 years ago. Since then, uh, I can't tell you how many times that scripture has come back to me and helped me through difficult times. Yeah, and Janie, I'm gonna. You, you had something too. Yeah, so. I sure do. Um, so the, we came in '83. Janine was born uh, May of '84. Janine was our graphic artist for uh, how long? Uh, uh, about nine years. Before she moved. Yeah. In. Uh, Louisville. Yeah. Yeah. She loved serving here. Mm -hmm. uh, she grew up here. This was Yeah, she grew up in our church. Uh, so I was in the hospital, and who came to visit me but Pastor Joe? That was, I was so honored. That was so precious. We had just been coming for, you know, maybe half a year or so. He went and saw Janine, and he sat down, and he spent a lot of time with me and asked about Bob and I and uh, where we had served and about our walk with God. And that was just so precious, and uh, to know that that little one ended up serving and um, just being such a big part of this church, too, is just yeah. very cool. That's awesome. Now, here's a question. Um, you've been following Jesus a very long time, and, and at the same church for many years, so you guys have been here for decades. What would you say are some keys to spiritual longevity as you follow Jesus? And PB, I'll let you go first. So obviously, you're cultivating your relationship with God, having your prayer time, having that word. Even if it's just one scripture where you're hiding it, you're speaking it, taking hold of it. And then um, part of longevity is being plugged in to a local church where you can grow with your brothers and sisters and everything they bring. And then also, you know, being in a local church brings that stability, brings longevity, and then that's the place where you unpack your gifts to be a part. And I, I just think those are really key things. Yeah. And, and whenever you hook up and you're faithful somewhere, 
Um, you also rub shoulders with imperfect people, so that helps us grow too. Because life would be great if we didn't have to live amongst people, right? But, but, uh, and, and I'm that problem in other people's lives. So, um, but, but it really grows you to, just to make a commitment and stay somewhere. Uh, Janie, I have you listed next. You ready? Yeah, I, everything you said, uh, Pastor Bill, is um, being, connect, being consistent and being connected and being consistent, even though you're having a hard time. Uh, when I was first saved, I was 17. I thought uh, I got saved. Everything was going to be wonderful and peachy and hunky-dory. And I didn't realize how uh, difficult this walk is. And it's like swimming upstream. Uh, you're going against the current of this world, which is getting darker and darker. So all those connections, staying connected with the Lord, staying connected with your church and serving and all of these things. And I can't stress enough how important it is for each of us to uh, really dive into the word and put the word in our heart. David said, I put the word in my heart that I will not sin against you, Lord. So all those things and that personal time with the Lord and uh, studying the word, um, all these things are crucial. Yeah, for longevity. 100%. And then Bob, you're up next. I I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say. Um, the one common theme that I hear from Pastor Bill and that I, I have written down in my notes is to get involved. Uh, there was a time in the past years with the COVID that we were only able to see the service on, on the television. Um, but to those that are able to come to church now, how important it is that you get involved and God will show you what to get involved in. Just start somewhere because that will, that will feed your spirit on the inside. You'll, you'll get to know a group of people, like in Children's Church, wonderful group of people um, and that changed my life. And uh, they ended up being a major part of the group that went on the mission trips together. And that's something that has added, been added to my life that uh, can never be taken away. Yeah, very, very good. And, and Faith, I'm gonna close this out with you. I would have to say just um, allegiance to God's word, allegiance to the truth. And in today's culture, what we all know what gets in your ear eventually gets in your heart. And being surrounded by people who are also walking in truth, walking in the fruit of the spirit, walking in the things of God has helped me keep course and has helped me to walk in integrity in God's word. And um, I would also say that it's so vital, it's vital to our life that we are connected to those who think the same way that God thinks and says what God says, because that is the real source of life. Yeah. And we need to, those people around us that will we exhort us, yes. encourage us, especially as we walk through tough times yes. and difficult times. Guys, um, I think their story, the word of their testimony builds faith in all of us and I know there's so many of you listening that you could be up here and share similar things, but can we give it up for these guys? I think they did just an amazing job. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. What, what an honor for me, you know, to, to be here for 40 years, to know all of you really well, and to watch how God's worked in all of your lives, and to see how you've ministered to people, but then see how God's people ministered to you as you went through difficult times also. And... Uh, I think the world we're living in more than ever, we need each other to make it through this climate that we're in. But, you know, I like the fact the Bible says, 
when sin abounds, God's grace abounds all the more. And I was thinking of my grandchild that was just born and my grandchildren and then my own kids, they're all, you know, they're, they're still all under 40. And I was thinking of the world that they're walking in and so many of you that are having kids and, and you that are younger. And I think of our generation. And sometimes it's easy to worry about our kids and our grandkids and our great-grandkids. But I, I've shared this one other time, but it just, it came into me so strong just yesterday when our grandchild was born. And it's that this is a special generation with a special call on their life. Your kids are special and God has a special call and purpose for them. And that scripture, again, that principle where sin abounds or the worse the culture is, the worse the climate is, God's grace comes on stronger. And our kids and grandkids and, and great grandkids, they're gonna walk in us the grace of God God's gonna use them in a dark world and they're gonna be a light. And it's gonna be awesome. Just, uh, you know, eventually I'll be watching from the grandstands, but it's gonna just be awesome until Jesus comes to watch how God uses all of them and how he uses all of us. Uh, it, it's just amazing. So I, I consider that the faithfulness of God. And I thank God for the call on all of our lives. You know, if you're newer and you're not sure what the call of God is, before you were born, he wrote in a book what he created you to do. And all you need to do is a simple prayer. God, whatever's in that book that I should be doing now, put it in my heart. And when you get to my age, it's like, God, I did a lot, but you have to have some more left. Um, so whatever I haven't done that I need to do, how about popping that in my heart? And what, what I've noticed when I pray like that, I can't sleep till I begin to do what God's asked me to do. And that's how you know, God will stir you up. You can't even sleep till you begin to follow the path of God for your life. And there's no joy. I think we heard it from you guys. There's no joy like the joy of just walking with God and pursuing him. And I, I, I just think about the scripture, I have fought the good fight. And you guys, thank you. Thank you for fighting the good fight. And let's keep fighting. Let's go on. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, uh, we thank you so much that you are God in all of our lives. We thank you for what you're doing in every person's life. We thank you for what you've done for those sitting up here with me, but everybody, Father, you've been God, you've been faithful. Thank you for your faithfulness. And Lord, as we walk through this week, just stir our hearts uh, concerning our purpose and our place. I also ask you to encourage us. Some are walking through really tough times. Encourage those people, Lord God. And Father, if there's anyone listening to my voice in Boardman, here in Warren, online, at TCI, that hasn't met Christ yet, I thank you that you're the God that opens our eyes up to Jesus. And I'm so excited I never have to force Jesus on anyone, but just talk about the good news. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. You know, the, the awesomeness of God is, he so loved the world, he sent his son. And Jesus was born, we celebrate that, soon in December he was born but he was born to die and for 30 years he lived an, an, a life like us they, they say he was a carpenter he ran a business he had employees he had to pay taxes he had family members that died he had family members that were you know problems uh, he, he dealt with everything he was tempted to sin in every way that we are but the Bible says he never gave in he never sinned and then when he turned 30, he told us about God. And then after about three years, 
they wanted, they wanted to crown him king, and then a week later, they wanted to crucify him, and they did. But you know what? He died so we can live. And the Bible talked about it thousands of years before he would die for our sins. And God put our punishment on him. And then three days, three nights in the heart of the earth, he was raised from the dead. And he said, whoever calls on my name, I'll save them. And if you're listening, you say, you know what, Pastor? Maybe you grew up in church. Maybe you weren't sure if God existed or somewhere in between. You know what? Today, my heart's touched and I want to accept Jesus. Would you pray with me right now? And the rest of us, can we help them pray? Just simply say this after me. Say, Lord God, I realize I was born sin-stained and I need a savior. I repent for my sins and I look to Jesus. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God who died for the sins of the entire world. God raised you up from the grave. And this day, I accept you as my savior. And I make a decision to follow you. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast. Thank you.